Thank you. Not sure I've ever had that as an introduction. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, I'm Mark. Thank you. Hello. Um, obviously married to Jen. We have two children, for those who don't know, Barney and Phoebe. Um, this morning's been fantastic, hasn't it? Just in terms of getting into God's presence. And um, I know it's a bit of a cliche. Well, it's actually not a cliche, but God's really set everything up this morning. So, what we're going to... See, I... Um, so what we're going to talk, what I'm going to talk about this morning ties in so much with what we've, um, with what we've already talked about in terms of being a child of God. And that, in fact, what I'm going to be talking about is family and what it means to be a part of a spirit-filled, adventurous, exciting, vibrant family um, this morning. So um, for those of you who've ever heard Dave talk, you'll always know that Dave comes up with uh, um, jokes. <laughs> I was going to try it. I was going to try it. But I have, um, unfortunately, I have um, decided not to do that. So, so I was, I was going to tell you the joke about the butter, but you'll spread it around. I, I was, I was going to tell you the joke about the rope, um, but I think I'll skip that. Um, and I was going to make a joke about government, but I decided to vote against it. So uh, that's as many as I've done, but uh, can't reach Dave's level. But there we are. So, um, so this morning, um, for those of you here a couple of weeks ago, um, the excellent Marsha um, did amazing talk around um, transitions and talked to us about some of the biblical transitions that we've, been, that we've seen in the Bible. And this is part of a, a journey that we're going to be um, preaching around over the next few weeks. So we're going to be talking about over the next few weeks the sort of the journey we've been on. And I'm going to talk this morning around what it means to be part of family and some of the perhaps transitions that we've gone through um, in Oasis as family. We're going to hear in a few weeks' time around some of the priorities for the next season, um, the things that we're going after, and a reminder around actually what are some of the things that actually God's speaking to us about that's really important for us. So very much this morning is a continuation of what Marsha's been talking about. It also touches on um, what Jen was talking about in terms of seeing through a different lens. Um, but also there's been a whole load of other talks we've had over the last few weeks. Um, uh, Neil and Paula around what it means to be community. Joe Fletcher's talked around um, some of these things as well. So hopefully this morning is a bubbling over, a continuation of some of the things that we've already been, um, we've be, we've been talking about. So um, if we can have the slides, Joe, hopefully that'll work. Um, so this morning, um, I want to talk about what it means to be family together. Um, now, when the Merricks come, some of you will remember um, Andy said he wasn't a 10-point uh, plan person, um, and he didn't like uh, plan, uh, point plans. Um, unfortunately, I'm not that person. <laughs> I, I do like having a plan. Um, so this morning, um, for those who'd like to know where we're going, um, I want to talk about four different things. Um, the first one is who is part of the family? Um, and this is about our family together on adventure. So who is, um, who is part of the family? Um, the, second one, the second part I want to cover is what are the main characteristics or what's it mean to be part of a family? What are some of the characteristics that represent that community? Um, what are some of the things that are important for us, being a family together um, and the children of God? Thirdly, um, what's the um, family journey that we're on together? So Jules spoke a few, month, a few weeks ago about seasons and our um, identity and uh, 
um, our seasons individually, but also corporately as well. So I want to touch a little bit around what's our um, the journey that we've gone on together. And then finally, um, how, how are we doing individually, collectively as part of that family? Um, and bringing us back to it's all about God. It's all about his presence um, and what he's got for us. For me, um, family has been a little bit of a journey um, over the last um, few years. Um, I think for me, uh, having gone on a little bit of a journey myself in terms of what's it mean to be part of family, and I think um, perhaps had segmented my life into different parts. So I'd seen, you know, I've got work over here, and then I've got family, and then I've got church. Um, and what I've been learning about is actually God doesn't see things that way. He doesn't see things in compartments where we segment our lives, um, but actually it flows through. So when I go into the workplace, the fact that I get to take kingdom with me, I get to um, experience what it means to be bringing kingdom in the workplace, um, and equally in the family as well. Um, So what I want to talk about this morning is what's it mean to be family together? What's it mean to be um, having that family experience together here, but taking that family experience elsewhere as well as we go? So let's go to the first part, then the first slide. So who is part of family? You are. You are part of family. We've sung this morning, haven't we? We've, um, I thought it was excellent what Neil was talking about in terms of uh, drawing out us, in terms of encouraging us to talk about that we're children of God. If we're children of God, then we get to be part of a family together, don't we? We get to be part of a family that's on an adventure. Um, so we are part of the family. Um, we've been adopted into the family Um, And if you look through the Bible, you'll see two things. You'll see lots of descriptions of what it means to be a physical family together. So lots of places, places like Cain and Abel, God's and his, uh, sorry, Noah and his family, Joseph and his brothers. The list goes on when we talk about physical families. But actually um, what's us being pointed to is um, a description of us being adopted into a body. If we go on to the next slide. So we are part of that family. We've been adopted into the family. We are, funny, isn't it? We are children of God. Um, uh, We are children of God. We're part of that family. So 1 Corinthians Corinthians 12 says, For just as the body is one and as many members and all all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were made um, to drink of one spirit. And then, um, and then Romans, for you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you've been received, but you have received the spirit as um, the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba Father. So you are part of a family. You're part of a worldwide family. It talks in Revelation about um, uh, every nation, every tribe, every people, and every language being drawn together. Um, you are part of a family. You ha- each have unique giftings that God's given you um, to use for the benefit of the family. So I wanted to start this morning by saying that you are part of, a, you are part of that family, um, an exciting and vibrant family. So um, sec- if we go on to number two, um, the second part, I wanted to talk about what some of the characteristics of family um, Now, this is going to be a little bit of a canter through. So if you're taking notes, and you might want to take notes on this part, 
I've got 15 things that I wanted to, I guess, throw out there that um, will hopefully paint a picture of what does family look like, what does kingdom family look like. Um, so we're not going to have um, time to go into lots of detail around each of these 15 things, but hopefully you'll be able to chew on some of these at a later date, um, and it will give you an idea as, as to perhaps what does that vibrant, kingdom-focused, spirit-filled family look like. The other thing that I want to do as we go through these is to, I guess, touch on um, that we've been, I think we've been together on a bit of a journey ourselves over the last few years around some of this, that we've been maturing together as a family. Um, and some of the things that I'm going to throw out, I'm going to suggest that perhaps we're viewing family in a new way. We're seeing family slightly different than perhaps how we view things before. And that's not to say that what we've viewed before has been wrong. Absolutely not. It's just that God's maturing us, he's growing us, um, and viewing new things and seeing what God's got for us in the future. So, um, 15 characteristics of family. Um, This is going to be quite a rush through, um, but again, like I said, hopefully give you a little bit of flavor around some of those things. So, if we go to number one, healthy families are Christ-centered. This one underpins all the rest. There's no point me carrying on with the other 14 if we don't get this one right. Um, It's so important that healthy families, that we recognize that the importance of having healthy families that are Christ-centered. It's all about our relationship with the Father. Um, The whole of the Bible is about um, uh, that God wants his kids back. It's about coming into relationship with him. Um, and having that sense of overflowing in joy and relationship and having a venture. If you look in Luke 15, at the, parable, the, at the parable of the prodigal son, you've got a picture of a father welcoming his son back. Um, and God is interested in us. He want, he's, um, he's wanting us and others um, to be in that relationship with him. So it's so important that everything that we are, that how we live, is that it's about um, this Christ-centered that healthy families are Christ-centered. So number two, families are known first for who they are. Now, I think we've been on a bit of a journey on this um, as a church, um, and we spoke this morning um, about us being sons and daughters. I think that we've, we've talked a lot, haven't we, over the last few years about identity, about who we are, that we're sons and daughters of the living God, that Jesus wants to know that we're loved, that we're accepted. Jesus, of course, knew who he was, um, and the miracles and the things that he did always pointed to the Father. We talk talk about families, so we talk about um, our family. Um, Barney and Phoebe, they're part of the Gollidge family. They're known first by their family name. It's the same in in our church family, that we are known as children of God, that um, it's about our identity. And that comes first. And it's not that doing and the activities that we do aren't important, because absolutely they are. But what's important first is that we know who we are, we know we're children of God, um, and we know that we have access to all of heaven's resources um, and all of the things that he's got for us. So families are known first for who they are. Number three families value and honor one another we've talked a lot haven't we over the last few um, years about honor in one peter it talks about honoring everyone romans 12 um, talks about loving one another with brotherly affection 
outdoing one another in showing honour. This is one of our values together, isn't it? Honour. We honour one another. There's a quote from Danny Silk which says, A culture of honour is never built around what I need, but it's built around what I can give. A culture of honour is created as we understand the God-given identities of us and other people. I love the fact that families, um, and we get to be part of a family that's about honouring one another, valuing one another, recognising the giftings in one another. What's important is that on this one is it's not just about us saying that, but it's also about demonstrating that as well. So I could say to Jen, I honour you, Jen, but unless I show through my actions that I'm honouring her, then that's just words. Um, So when we think about what it means to honour and value one another, um, it's also about demonstrating that as much as it is about having that as a value. Does that make sense? So number three um, is about families valuing and honouring one another. Number four. Family leadership is about freedom, not about control. I think this is another one where we've gone on a transition and journeys together um, over the last few years. That um, It says in Galatians 5 that it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Do you think with Jesus um, uh, and, the, and, the, and the disciples that uh, you don't get the picture, do you, that Jesus was controlling what the disciples did? I think there was a sense there of freedom um, and enabling them, to set, enabling them to step out. So freedom, um, sorry, families, it's about freedom. It's not about control. I think that sometimes we can see um, families, uh, or certainly I can sometimes see families as being around control and authority, um, but actually it's important that um, we're seeing families about bringing freedom and release. I don't want my kids to be growing up um, feeling as though they're being controlled. Um, I want them to be running in their own running lane, growing to, into full maturity and seeing what God's got for them. So it's so important that as a family here, Oasis, other families that we might have, that it's about freedom and releasing people. It's not there about control. So number four, um, families, uh, family leadership is about freedom. Number five, families have boundaries to bring, bring security. If you look at um, Jeremiah 23, it says, um, I'll raise up shepherds over them. Um, And they will tend them, and they will not be afraid any longer, nor will they be terrified, nor will will there be any missing. There's lots of pictures in the Bible, or lots of descriptions in the Bible, about shepherds looking out for their flock. If you think about a shepherd with his sheep, um, uh, they're often, often they call it a pen or something that they'll be keeping the sheep in. The sheeps? Sheep. Keeping the sheep in. that's not, that's not to restrict them. That's to stop them getting out and getting hurt. Um, now, I think that for us, um, that um, it's important that healthy families have boundaries. Now, that's not to restrict freedom that we have, but it's to keep us, um, it's to keep us safe. With, with Barney, again, with Barney and Phoebe, um, I ha- we have obviously boundaries that isn't to stop them from doing things, 
but their boundaries to help protect them um, and to support them. I think for us that um, we're stepping as a church into new things and perhaps our boundaries being extended. Um, we're growing in maturity, um, but um, uh, we're being, are we being invited perhaps to see those boundaries extended? But God doesn't want to see us um, stepping into things that are going to harm us. So boundaries are important both amongst us, um, but also in terms of us stepping out as well. Number six. Families don't just look inwards, they look outwards. Who, how many of you were here last week um, when Karen was, was, Karen was talking? Um, she talked a lot around um, families um, looking outwards. And also Andy and Theresa Merrick, um, when they came a few months ago, talked about um, us having an apostolic mindset. And one of the things that you might hear us talking about a little bit is how we've moved from what's been termed the pastoral, much more towards the apostolic so we want the church in the kingdom. We don't want the kingdom to be restricted by the church. What that means is that we are, we're, we are as a family, becoming a lot more focused on um, seeing the extension of the kingdom into all the places we go, whether, whether that's in the school, whether that's me at work, whether that's um, with family and friends, being able to see kingdom brought to all of those places, whether it's in the school playgrounds, um, and seeing what does it mean to um, see uh, king, the kingdom brought in those places. So this is going from church being about gathering to much more about being about sending and seeing us, um, seeing God with us, um, seeing him, uh, seeing, seeing what he wants us to do um, in, those, in those places as we go. So when Andy and Teresa talked about Oasis changing its name, it was often on this basis of actually being much more of a ascending church, um, much more about um, looking outwards as much as it is about looking inwards. Now, that's not to say that family isn't important because absolutely it is. I need physical downtime with my family, with Jen, Barney and Phoebe. But if all we knew was just us in our own together just with the four of us, that wouldn't be adventure, wouldn't it? You know, there'd be lots of great times, I'm sure, but God's got so much more for us. So yes, we do need family times together, but also um, uh, there's much more adventure and much more joy in seeing that extended as, uh, um, into everything that we, into everywhere we go. So families don't just look inwards, they look outwards. Number seven, Families recognize gifts and create space for them to be used. One of the things that we say here, um, and hopefully do here as well, um, is say that everyone is significant, and that means everyone. Each of you have unique gifts. Each of you have things that God's given you. And we believe that everyone in the family has their own unique gifts. Our life, um, or our, our journey is about perhaps exploring some of those new things that God's got for us as individuals and as a collective together. So it talks in 1 Corinthians 12 about the spiritual gifts. Um, so it talks about um, the prophetic, it talks about the apostolic, it talks about teaching, it talks about healing, it talks about administration, it talks about speaking in tongues. They're gifts that we get to, um, we get to step into. So we can all bring we can all bring um, prophetic words. We can all um, step into some of what God's got for us in terms of miracles and healings. Um, 
That's exciting. God's got gifts that perhaps he's going to open up and explore to each of us um, as, as we move forward. So number seven, families recognize gifts and create space for them to be used. Number eight, families help their children to grow to maturity so they can pursue the greater things. Again, I think this is an area that we've been on a bit of a transition um, on um, and moving much more um, and actually you know, look, look at places like, looking at things like Global Legacy where we've moved from, um, it's perhaps been around, um, or historically maybe, um, it's been the focus around big churches and now, now it's the focus around big people. So raising big people and seeing some of the things that God's got for us. This is about um, people who know that they've access to heaven's resources. What, what, if, what if you were in the workplace or at home um, and we had supernatural ideas or supernatural strategy? So me and work, um, it's probably not a great time weekend to be saying that I work in IT, in health and social care, um, given everything that's gone on. Um, but what if, um, what if I get to pull on those heavens, heaven resources every day um, with having heaven's wisdom and seeing that brought into the workplace where I'm in. Now, your context will be very different. It might not even be work. You might be retired, um, and there might be other things that God's got for you, which is absolutely great. Um, but we, all of us, get to pull on those things from heaven's resources, growing big people, us each growing to maturity. And we're on a journey, aren't we? We're, we're not mature, as in, you know, well, we are, but... Um, we're growing to maturity. We're finding new things that God's got for us um, as, a, as a people. I want my children to grow up to be mature adults, um, to be able to make their own decisions and pursue um, the wonderful and great things that, 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 they, that God's got for them. And our, our desire shouldn't be any different for our family here. Um, and God's desire for us is no less either. So, number eight is families helping their children grow to maturity to pursue the greater things. Number nine, families stick together when time get, times get hard. There are times that, um, there are times, um, that are hard, um, and the Bible doesn't say that, every, that life's going to be completely easy. Um, but what's important is our response here. Our, what's important is how we respond individually or collectively when, when times are hard. There's lots of descriptions in the Bible, Isaiah 40 being one of them, where it says he gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. So yes, families do have hard times, but what's important is how we go to God and what God's got for us um, and rely on him, not through our own strength. So number nine, families stick together when time get, times get hard, but they go to God. Number 10, families integrate new children into the family and they take the family name. So I have relatives who've, um, they've adopted three children um, into their family over the last few years. Um, and that's been, um, that's been a, a journey for them where they've had new, three new people coming into their family. And for them, there's been the enjoyment um, and, and, and the life that that brings. And those three children grow up, um, they grow up getting to take the family name, and they're impo an important part of that family. 
there's something important for us here as a family in terms of integrating new children into the family that they get to um, uh, share in our values, beliefs, culture, and ways of doing things, and get to have that enjoyment of being um, part of God's family together. So number 10, families integrate new children, and they take the family name. Families, number 11, families are each unique and individual. Who's heard of the phrase, keeping up with the Joneses? Um, God isn't calling us to um, copy other people. God isn't calling us to copy other churches. God's calling us to be unique and an individual. We're each unique and individual, and each of those unique and individual gifts together create a unique and individual church. What God's building in Oasis is going to be unique and individual. We shouldn't expect him to build something which is identical elsewhere. God's setting us apart Um, And God's got exciting things for us together as a family. So it's really important that we recognize that we are each unique and individual. We're each unique and individual collectively together. um, And that God's going to do great things through that. So number 11, families are each unique and individual. Number 12, families prioritize things which are important. Um, I've recently been reading a book um, by a guy called Kevin DeYoung, um, which is a Christian book um, called Crazy Busy. Um, and it's, it's been really helpful um, just in terms of giving a biblical understanding around, um, around, uh, well, around Crazy Busy. Um, the emphasis of the book is that you, what you invest in is important and is encouraging us to be investing time in God, investing time in his presence, investing time in what's, what God's got for us. As a personal sort of experience, um, the context is important here. Um, Jen, when you bring Jen's family together, so sometimes we get together over Christmas, um, Jen's family, we've got 30, about 30 people when you bring the whole other family together. For my family, it's about sort of 10 people. None of those is in, none of those. What I'm not. What, none of those is less significant, but it's just the context is very. The context is very different. There's more capacity in the larger family to do certain things, um, uh, but it's impo- what's important is that we prioritise the things that that are important to us. So families prioritise the things that are important, and what what's important is that sense of um, having being in the presence of God and understanding what He's got for us. Number 13, family, families build relationship with other families. Pete Carter came a few weeks ago um, and talked about where Oasis is, um, not Oasis, where we talked about church and talked about um, accountability. And I think historically, um, we may have had, um, we've gone, well, I think we're going on a journey for Oasis where um, it's about building out of a place of relationship. It's about building out of a place of love. Our family values family and friendships with others. Um, we have fun. We have adventure with other families. But those families also how to hold us to account out of, a play, out of a place of love. And it's the same in Oasis, that we get to build relationship with other families. And we're starting to do that with other churches around Essex and elsewhere. 
So we're moving and transitioning to build, build friendship and growing friendship um, and accountability out of love with other families. So number 13 is that families build relationship with other families and get to have the excitement and the adventure of those families together. Number 14, we're almost there, two to go. Families create a legacy um, and the thing that they're known for. If you look at history, the British royal family, Rockefeller family, the House of Tudor, they each, um, have, they each have a legacy, a thing that they're known for. And I think God is inviting us to um, think about um, what's the legacy that we, want to, um, that we want to create. God's got great things for Oasis, um, great things um, now and going forward. Um, and there's going to be things, and there are things that we're, we're known for, exciting things that he's going to see us step into. So families get to create a legacy, a thing that they're known for. Num- and number 15, families pursue dreams together and have fun. It's about adventure. It's about stepping into the things that God's got for us, dreaming big dreams. We have um, at home, so if you've been to our house, you'll see that we've got a dreams board um, at home. Every year we sit down with the kids um, and we... We have um, excitement and adventure, and we think about, actually, what's the things that we're excited about? What's the things that we want to step into? What are some of the dreams that we've got for this year? God wants us to be dreaming about some of the things that he's got um, for Chelmsford and beyond. So one of the things I was thinking over the last few weeks is um, I work around health and social care. Um, What if Chelmsford was a place where we didn't have a hospital with lots of people who were ill, but actually seeing the supernatural breakout and an empty hospital where people are experiencing healing and people are experiencing freedom? God God wants us to dream. God wants us to have an adventure. And I'm sure and I know that he's placing things on each of your hearts um, around what that dream and adventure looks like. So I wanted to encourage you to raise, let's raise our expectations and our vision and our dreams for what God's going to do um, in Chelmsford and in the places that we go. So number 15, families pursue dreams together and they have fun. So 15 things that, um, that uh, I think sort of hopefully will give an idea for you around what it, like, what it means to be in a Um, a uh, a spirit-filled and um, an exciting and adventurous family together. I wanted to finish on two things before we end. The next one is, where are we on our family journey together? So I think that God's been um, helping us to look at family differently over the last few years. Um, He's been preparing and shaping us, um, readying us for a new season. So Jules talked a few weeks ago around the season that we've been in and thinking about the season that we're moving into. And I just wanted to give, I guess, a little bit of a a sense of what's the season we've been transitioning from and what's the sense, what's the season that we're transitioning into. What's really important is that the journey that we've been on, um, that we we recognize that those things are, um, um, the the, the things that we've gone through is, 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 there's nothing that's been wasted in that journey Nothing has been wasted on the things that we've been through and the journey that we've been on. It's been a process of maturing together and growing in what God's got for us. So what's, and there might be other things that you want to bring to this. So if we go on to the next slide. So a few things, a season of of building spiritual muscle, a season focused on relationship and restoration, 
a season where our understanding of who we are has changed. So we focus so much on our identity, which is fantastic, that we know that we're children of God. A season of standing and persevering. And that, that season's so important. It's so important that we build spiritual muscle, that we get to spend time in God's presence, hearing from what he has for us and letting him, letting him build us. And what's the season that we're transitioning into or could be transitioning into? And I think over the last few weeks we've seen and stepped into some of this. Um, last week, um, just, just for a little bit of context, um, last week I was with Joe Godwards and we went out um, as, part of, um, uh, as part of the treasure hunting. And it's the first time for me that I've ever done any treasure hunting. Um, so we spent some time together um, and wrote down some of the things that we felt God was talking to us about. Um, and we went out on the streets looking for, um, looking for people that perhaps uh, t- um, that we felt God was talking to us about. Um, and I went and had a chat. Um, in fact, we went and we said, oh, we're going to sit on a bench. And there was a guy that was sat next to us. Um, and we got talking to him. And he basically opened up his whole life story to us. And we got an opportunity to um, sow life into him, encourage him, bring um, some of what God's um, got, for, got for him um, through that conversation. When we were walking home... Um, Phoebe said to me, she said, oh, daddy, can I have a look at the card that you wrote? What, were you, what, were, what does treasure hunting mean? What were some of the things that you were doing? And she said on there, um, she you know, had certain things on there. So one of the people that we were looking for was a guy, um, was, was a man in a blue hat. Um, I felt God talking to me, um, um, with someone with a walking stick wearing a blue hat um, and a couple of other things as well. So Phoebe was reading this through and then she pointed over there and said, Daddy, is that the person? And there was a guy that was walking over the road with a blue hat and a walking stick with back problems. Um, and I think for me that was just a sense of stepping into and hearing God and just him feeling, him um, saying, yes, I'm with you. Um, I know the plans that I have for you. Um, I know that um, that you've got... Um, um, that I'm that I'm with you, and that you you know that I'll that I'll always be with you. So I think um, some of the things that we're transitioning into um, a spring season, a season of colour, a season of planting new bulbs and seeing life come through, a season of stepping out of risk taking and pioneering the new, a season of um, uh, a season of continually growing and stepping into the more, and we're already seeing some of the fruits of that. What's important is how we transition through the seasons. Um, so the season that we've come from and the season that we're going into, um, it's really important that we transition well collectively together. So I've covered um, a number of things there, 15 things around family that um, signify or perhaps illustrate um, what a spirit-filled and excited and adventurous family looks like. And then what, what transitions have we been going through in terms of Oasis? Where are we now and where might we be transitioning into in the future? What I wanted to finish on is um, the question, um, how, how are we doing in the family? You are an important member of the family. You're unique and valued. God's got great things for you. And this really, it just comes back to number one, that I, is what I said before. Healthy families are Christ-centered God is inviting you as individuals. God is inviting us as a collective community together to come closer to him, to be, quiet, to be much more um, focused on, um, on him, of what he's got for us. And, and this morning, um, we've heard a lot, haven't we, about being sons, about being children of God, being a family together and what it means to have family together. 
Um, and I think God's, f- for me, I felt God talking to us about um, being able to step into more of that, understanding what it means to be part of a family together um, and seeing that, in, seeing that moving forward. So I'm going to um, ask you to stand if that's okay. Um, and I'd love to pray. I'd love to pray over us. <sighs> Jesus. Father, we thank you that we are adopted. Father, I thank you that we're adopted into your family and that we're children of God. I thank you that we're sons of the living God. We're sons and daughters of the living God, Jesus. Father, I thank you that we get to step into um, all of the things that you've got for us, that we get every day, we get to um, draw on heaven's endless resources. And Father, I thank you that life is an adventure in your family. I thank you that it's, there's joy. I thank you that there's peace. I thank you that there's excitement in your family together, Jesus. And Father, I thank you that that we've been on a journey together in Oasis. God, I thank you that we are all members of a family. And Father, I thank you that you've got great things for us moving forward. I thank you that we're on an adventure together and that every day we get to understand more about what it is to be part of your family, Jesus. Father, I thank you that you know us intimately. I thank you that you know the plans and purposes that you have for us, Jesus. Father, we want to say that this week when we go, Jesus, that we, we, we love the fact that kingdom doesn't, you know, being in your presence doesn't stop on a Sunday, God. We get to experience you. We get to taste your presence every day, Jesus. And Father, we, 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 we are excited about more testimonies, about more things of your spirit breaking out in Chelmsford in the places we go, Jesus. And I pray, God, would you raise our expectations and vision for what you've got for us, Lord, what you've got for people in Chelmsford, what you've got for people in the workplace, in the playground, in the school playground, Jesus. Father, we love you, Lord. Thank you that you love us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God.